Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A is up to her old shit again, but we are just getting started here on post-show recaps. I'm just Sterling, or am I? Do I secretly have an evil twin that has taken over the podcast? We don't know, but maybe Detective Sarah Ferguson can tell us. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, Jess. Yeah, you're seeming a little, a little evil today. A little, a little <laughs> suspicious. I think that possibly you might be Jennifer and not Jessica. <laughs> you know, I do get that on phone calls sometimes. Like when people don't know my name, they call me Jennifer, and I'm like. Mm. First two letters are right. You're getting close. Jennifer. Jennifer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to say, I, I now have even more uh, like theories on why they just cast one actress to play the role of twins. And it is specifically because we cannot tell the difference between them. Whereas if they did hire legitimate twins, I think the viewers would be like, mm, that one has a freckle. That one has a freckle. It's right. not that one that died. You know what I mean? Because I am still sus as heck after this episode. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because in the first episode, I felt like we didn't see a lot of Kelly, but we definitely were able to see a difference in their clothing and their posture and i think that the the more that the episodes are continuing the harder it is to really see kelly as the individual that she was 
kind of in episode one because she's starting to dress a little bit more like Karen. She's putting her attitudes a little bit more like Karen. So yeah, there's definitely some questions that I have about, you know, what's up with Kelly? Yeah, there is a lot going on this episode. Um, I'm really excited to get into it. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I felt like it was super interesting and I felt like we, some of our theories came true in terms of like, like I had said last episode, like, I don't know. I heard one girl saying, Oh, it, she jumped, she jumped. And right. that being like the, uh, quote unquote, like cause of death that everyone thinks it is. Um, cause no one saw this hulking figure <laughs> push her off of the top of the, the, the rafters or whatever she was on. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I thought that actually they handled it pretty well in terms of these girls aren't going to get off easily. Um, they're going to be implicated in all of this as a result of them showing that, that really nasty clip of Karen. And I do think that, um, when you look back at original Pretty Little Liars, there are, I mean, a lot of things that don't age well. Obviously, Arya and Ezra and, like, the inappropriateness of that relationship is, like, the number one thing I think of. But right. I do like that the show, being that it's a teen drama, is touching on, like, cyberbullying and bullying in general. And the fact that, you know what, that people need to be held responsible for that type of thing, especially when they think that the cause of Karen's death is uh, suicide, is death by suicide. So um, I really liked that that episode kind of, this episode kind of touched on that. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the Michelle Carter case, um, who was the teen that was texting her boyfriend. Yes. To... Wasn't there a Netflix, like something on that? Um, I'm not quite sure. Oh, I was... girl, girl from Plainville. It's, oh. There's a, there's a, like, I think a mini C or two hour special, I think. Or a mini oh, really? Or yeah, yeah. I've been following that case for a really long time because it's kind of the first time that somebody was implicated for not directly causing somebody's death. Like they, she didn't shoot him or anything like that, but she was encouraging in text message uh that her boyfriend uh to take his own life and yep. it kind of reminded me of that where there it, people can be held accountable if you are encouraging and manipulating like that of yeah. course um the girls you know that wasn't their intention they you know this is a very different situation than that obviously but so it's the girl from plainville and it's a drama on hulu if anybody is interested in watching it it does have Elle fanning in it which i do love her um but yeah it a little bit of a different situation in here in that obviously we know uh, it was not death by suicide we know what actually happened but um funnily enough by the time they get up there the bucket of paint is gone so oh yeah where's the bucket dun 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 yeah um so really exciting episode i like how we're getting a little bit more about the 90s we do get i think i want to say you had guessed that this was going to happen that we get the flashback to 99 with all of the moms i finally have all the moms names written down whether or not i remember them is uh, um, hit yeah. or miss <laughs> but- oh my gosh <laughs> I really enjoyed the parts with Sydney. I was like, you dirty liar. There were, she was lying up the wazoo. Yep. Yep. 
So excited to get into all of this. Of course, uh, if you watched the episode, obviously you would know there's, there is a content warning at the beginning of the episode, and we're going to be diving into some conversations revolving suicide as that does come up yet again on this show. Um, it can be a very dark show. So if that's not something that you want to hear talked about, we totally understand. Maybe we'll catch you on the next one, but I just want to give everyone a forewarning that we are going to be discussing it. Um, and, uh, yeah, of course, if you haven't already subscribed, you could do so at posherrecaps.com slash pretty little liars. If you want to follow along with us, uh, this is our third episode of the week and, uh, new episodes come out on Thursdays. We'll get two more on Thursday. So super exciting for us. But, um, the episode title of this one is aftermath, which it's appropriate. <laughs> Yeah, we were all wondering what the aftermath of Karen um, being killed or Karen being no longer with us would be. And mm-hmm. we definitely, that's what this episode was. This was the aftermath of the last episode, Prom. Nope, not the prom. Spirit Queen. Yeah, Spirit Queen. Yeah, their version, I guess. Um, but we we start off right where we left off the last episode. And this is, I do think... We've talked a little bit about how uh, different streaming series, different streaming platforms like to release their shows and uh, in like three episode batches, or at least they like to put out the first three as a clump. And I can kind of see why I think these three really are like our first little like mini arc. Um, it's it's the arc of Karen, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. We definitely get to... It starts off kind of in introducing us to Karen and what Karen was about. And then we get Karen's funeral. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is all it's all about Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so Imogen is staring at uh, I'm going to say Karen's body because that is what the show is telling us. But we'll chat on whether or not we think it's actually Karen. Um, she's staring at Karen's body and Tabby is, she's just kind of like in a trance, like totally out of it. Tabby's like pulling her away. We see Kelly run to her sister, like crying. It is really sad. Like as much as Karen was a total B, like I can only imagine losing, losing a sibling is tough. Losing a twin who you are inseparable with yeah. must be just awful. Yeah. Twins have a very special connection uh, that I, I couldn't imagine what that would feel like for Kelly in this moment to see mm-hmm. her twin. And I I don't understand. It's not like there was a murderer on the loose as far as these children know. So I, I don't know if it really is the fact that they every all, everybody in this room is reacting to a dead body. But I'm kind of – I just – I. I don't think people will be running away like, you know, scared for their lives for when they see this. I I would assume it was one of those situations where it's kind of mob mentality where one person starts running and screaming and then kind of everybody starts running right. and screaming. Um, but yeah, I, Where's I mean, the I'm, principal in all of this, he's too busy shining up that ground. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on Imogen's head. She oh, has to, true. He that's has to get true. rid of it, or he has yeah. to get over it. And maybe uh, he's actually calling the cops or Sheriff Beasley more like it. Yeah, probably. It's just so weird to me that Kelly is able to run up and cry at her sister's body, and yeah. nobody is around to console. No, no her adult. 
no or, chaperones on a yeah, single human. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is this is why you need to hire more than one chaperone <laughs> for dances because <laughs> honestly, my favorite part is I think that the only three people, only two people work at this school. It's the principal and it's Madame Giri or whatever her name. Is. <laughs> Have we seen any other teacher? I, we probably have, but I can't recall any. Like, none that are significant enough for me to know their names. Exactly. Exactly. So they only have two teachers in this and whole school. And that Madame Giri would never be caught dead being she a chaperone? Can you imagine if she was chaperoning a school dance? She'd be like, mm -mm, that's not the right posture. Okay, you two switch. You two switch. She would be the one that's coming with the ruler and making sure that there's <gasps> enough space between the yes. children. You have to have enough space for the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I, I suppose <laughs> I think that in my head canon, Madame Giri used to chaperone the school dances but she she got a little too strict and they're like oh madam jerry we, we need we to lighten up we can't we can't have you around anymore like the kids are complaining i remember when i went to school dances that was like when like grinding was first becoming a thing oh oh Do you right. remember oh and, yeah and you would like kids would get in trouble they'd be like you have to be face to face you can't be like but to crotch or whatever you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 you uh, definitely now, needed to be at an arm's length they didn't like it yeah when we graduated before twerking was a thing though so hey i think that it's the evolution of yeah, the evolution of dancing of dancing <laughs> um, first came grinding then came twerking <laughs> uh so the girls are all freaking out they get imogen like out by like with just the uh, five of them and they ask Imogen what she saw and she says that she saw Karen and the guy with the mask um they all say they've seen that guy so now we're kind of like okay they're all comparing stories of like oh my gosh yeah. I thought I was the only one uh and Imogen's like she didn't fall she was murdered <laughs> I love how the actress said murdered mm -hmm. in this time it was so dramatic but it's everything that you could possibly want it was so yeah. murder. Imogen um really rose in my rankings. Oh, we forgot to rank last episode. We have to do it at the end of this one. Um, Imogen really rose in my rankings after this episode because like detective Imogen is great. Detective oh, she Imogen. should join the staffing of catfish. She's so good at this. <laughs> yes, she should. <laughs> um, and so right. So then we're seeing the different girls get home. So Noah gets home and her mom got a call from the hospital. She has to go in for a shift. And she's like, Oh, how many kids got hurt? Like, what happened? Farron gets home. Her dad is asleep on the chair. Mouse gets home and her moms are saying that a student died. And Mouse lies and she says, Oh, they did. We left early to go get pizza. Oh, oh yeah. Mouse, Mouse is girl. Mouse is not the good girl that we thought that she was originally i, I want to realize... say she just didn't want to like talk about it you know like i feel like she was like whatever way i can get out of this room the quickest yeah i know but like i just think that, that she i don't know she i think that she definitely has a little bit more of a secret behind her than spending all of her time at discord i'm really excited to see what her dirty little secret was and also i didn't realize until this episode that mouse's mom one of mouse's moms is a complete legend leah salagna um hello we have royalty here do you know who this is this no you're is gonna need to tell me the voice of princess jasmine the voice 
of Mulan, a what? Broadway juggernaut. I saw her on Broadway at least what? once. She is incredible. Ma'am, what are you doing stooping on this show? <laughs> Wait, is she okay? The is it the mom that is from the 90s? Yeah, Alone. Okay, okay. Yeah. What are you doing on this show, ma'am? Uh, I, I saw her twice on Broadway and she was incredible. But uh, and of course, she's the voice of Mulan and Jasmine, and oh, uh, it's just Icon. so it was crazy when, when I first realized it. But um uh yeah what how cool that's wild okay the singing voice of Mulan and Aladdin but still but still yeah oh, I mean that just says even more about how she'd be on Broadway if she sang in Mulan like come yeah. on she, I think um, that she's yeah the singing voice not the actual voice well that's voice. because that was before back in like back in the day they never would cast appropriately like they would get a big name for the voice of a character and then bring someone else in for the singing whereas right. i think nowadays it's more likely you get someone who does both um, yeah absolutely but if you go to the spotify and you play um part of your note that's me pretending like i know anything about disney <laughs> i'm not reflection, part of your world reflection reflection yeah. uh any whatever songs that princess jasmine sings but yeah super cool yeah um so then we see uh yes so then we see tabby and imogen are actually having a conversation with tabby's mom um and her mom asks if it was karen she's like what was she doing up there everyone is saying she did it on purpose and her mom immediately flashes back to 1999 the y2k how could Um, she not yeah and Imogen says, well, maybe she fell by accident. And I'm like, of all the moms we had said, we were like, Tabby's mom feels like the one you would tell the information to. But instead, they're all keeping this all quiet. And um, then we get Sheriff Beasley asking Kelly what Karen was doing up there. Ooh. And Kelly's like, I don't know. And I loved Sheriff Beasley's line of, you two don't change socks without consulting each other. <laughs> As twins do, especially yeah. twins that are close. But it, it, this is the the episode where I was just like, yeah, Kelly was definitely not the golden child compared to Karen. Right. And it, the treatment that Sheriff Beasley are, is tr- like treating Kelly in this yeah. episode where it's just like, you know your sister it, there was just so many vibes where you know kelly karen was the golden child right and i do think this if if we're putting slots in the column of it was karen who died and kelly who is still alive this to me is a slot in that uh column because sheriff beasley and mrs beasley are calling her kelly they are looking at her as kelly and if anybody's going to know the twins apart, it should be their parents. So, again, like, w- maybe the show wants us to suspend our disbelief, but I would say this particular scene puts a slot in the column of, okay, it actually was Karen who died. Um, and so Kelly's like, oh, well, maybe she killed herself. And so then Mr. Beasley is like, what are you talking about? What happened? And Mrs. Beasley, who has been super quiet so far, we like she barely said anything at the dinner they had. Right. She starts screaming and she is going through it i feel like we get a really really like a put a microscope on the beasley household this episode in terms of the family dynamic mr beasley sheriff beasley is a true a-hole like the worst of the a-holes and then we have 
his wife, who seems very, like you said, like very like demure, uh, similar to a Kelly, like very submissive, very quiet. And then uh, Kelly seems to be trying to like glue the family back together after this whole situation. Such a big job for somebody who is so young and just went through something so traumatic. Yeah. I, I mean, I, do you think that what were you thinking in this moment when their mom just starts like bawling? I, I guess it's, it's very realistic because yeah. you're a mother losing a child. But a part of me was like, I, I don't know. Like it kind of just felt like once again, and maybe this is just my, my, my head cannon raging, but I had the feeling that it's like, would her mom be screaming like this in pain if it was Kelly? Oh, interesting. I didn't have that exact thought. I was more thinking that this was all of her feelings bubbling to the surface and just that's and very, I think so, very true. And yeah. I think the thought of, of suicide really is what kind of bubbled up to the surface. And it also put a little like, prick in my brain I guess like a little like bing in my brain of like we know all of the moms of the other girls all five other girls all their moms went to Millwood High and were involved in this Y2K situation what are the chances that Karen and Kelly's mom was also involved or also at least at that party like 110 you know, percent is there going to be a reveal at a later time that she was also involved Somehow. Angela's sister. Yep. Or Angela. or Sheriff Beasley maybe was like, because he feels like a townie. He feels like someone who grew up in Millwood and eventually became a sheriff. <laughs> always spot a townie. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the other thing that was like dinging in my brain of like, wait a minute. Because I kind of finally noticed her when she screamed, you know, because before that, the focus was very much on Karen, Sheriff Beasley, and then Kelly and the mom. Do we you know? know um, do we know Kelly's and Karen's mom's name, or is it just still Mrs. Beasley? I, you know, they may start with it, an A. I don't I think so. They definitely say it at some point, um, but I'll have to look. I think it's in my notes uh, later um, okay. because I want to say they do say. Oh, it's Martha. They do say it. It's Martha. Martha. There's an A in Martha. Martha is A. It's the hulking <laughs> figure. <laughs> Um, and then we get a flashback to 1999. Uh, and so we're, they're sitting at, um, like this pizza place that everybody seems to go to in town. Uh, that's like very, again, very dimly lit, but has those plastic cups that every pizza place has. Oh, the red plastic cups that has yes. like little pores in it. Yes. Yeah, like it has speckly, like a kind a of textured. Yeah. 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 Good water cups. I guess you put Coca-Cola in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Sydney, who reminder is Tabby's mom says Angela asked for help and they ignored her and Davy, who reminder is Imogen's mom says what Angela did isn't Sydney's fault. Uh, the other girls are talking about like calling an ambulance and like nobody called an ambulance and what and the actual heck this is, this is such a shocking revelation that all these kids were at this huge rave. And nobody called an ambulance when a girl jumped off of like a ledge for three days. She yeah. that body was not found for three days. That should the be guilt. what you were 
guilty with, about feeling yeah guilty the guilt about. would eat somebody alive for that also this reminded me because we do see davy here that it brought me back to episode one where because now we that we know who is who in this group um whose mom is who davy is the one who said to sydney like oh don't talk to her like davy right. is the mean girl which yes. colors it makes a lot more sense now that she had that conversation with imogen of like you can't be a mean girl Right. Yeah. That is something that I caught on to in our first episode. I still don't know which one Corey is. Who's Corey? Which one is? Um... Corey is um, Corey is oh, Farron's mom. mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They did. They did explain that in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is what happens is Davey says, this isn't on us. It's not our fault. And Corey says, um, who's Farron's mom says somebody already probably made the call. They'll find Angela. Don't worry about it. Um, and so that is kind of our flashback. Uh, and then we see all of the girls on video call and they talk about, should we go to Karen's dad? But both Noah and Farron say, absolutely not. He's the sheriff. Like, we can't do that. Um, and so then they say, well, maybe like Imogen says, maybe it wasn't Karen who did all of those things. Maybe A was the one who did it. Mm -hmm. But Farron is still like 100% like, no, Karen did it. She's a bully. Um, don't worry, they'll find yeah. the bucket and they'll yeah. know she was planning a carry and that she Once just again, Farron is the most matter of fact, black and white. Like she's kind of the most logical of the bunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's not, I don't find her being like Imogen and looking for different theories and investigating. I think that she kind of just sees it as it is. I wonder if the more crazy stuff they go into, the more she'll be um interested in theorizing but she's yeah. so matter of fact she's like no like evidence a evidence b and c is the outcome and she's, it's yeah very funny or interesting that that's kind of what her character is yeah she's so straightforward and i love that about her um and i do think she gets it from her mom like i do think you see a lot of similarities between her and her mom later this episode um, and so, so yeah, Imogen says, well, I know Karen was pushed by a and mouse says, maybe if we do what a asked, we'll all just be okay. And I'm like, oh, mouse, he's sweet summer child. So it's like, no, absolutely 0% no, chance. That's mouse, you're, you're done for. <laughs> so well, there's a really nice scene where Imogen asks to sleep in with Tabitha for the night because she's just like, you know, she'd gone through a lot today. Um, and Imogen realizes she never answered, um, Tabitha's question about if her mom left a note and she says she didn't leave a note, but she wrote the letter a on the bathroom wall in her own blood. And this is when the gears start turning in Imogen's head. Yeah. And I was super jazzed to see it. Yeah. I, I really like this too. I wasn't expecting Imogen to be our detective, of the bunch but i think that it's really it gives her more character than just being the ex-mean girl who is now pregnant yes i thought that of all the girls i thought that tabitha was going to be our detective because she seems the most curious by nature and you know mouse is a bit more skittish which is kind of funny considering her nickname um <laughs> noah is worried about getting in trouble again farin seems a bit more like i don't want to be the one to do that um and so tabitha i thought was going to be the one who plays detective but imogen ends up being the one she says not only was there the a on the bathroom wall but also the a on the posters and the a in the text messages 
Uh, the flyer also had an A, like a red A on it. And Imogen says, I think A may have sent the flyer and pushed my mom over the edge or maybe he killed her. And I was like, yes, finally. Okay, so we're three episodes in and we have someone questioning what happened with, with Davy's death. It is not just assumed to be a suicide right. anymore. We have somebody that's going to be pushing the ball forward, which is right. really exciting. Right. And she also points out that Karen was the one who brought the flyer in with her. And so Imogen says, I need to find out what this Y2K party all like was about because everything maybe might be connected. Yeah. You know, I was thinking a lot. What's the likelihood that it was Kelly that came to Imogen's house? I think if it was Kelly, Imogen may have said, hey, Kelly, what are you doing here? Because she at the dance approached who she thought was Karen Mm -hmm. and Karen was like, or the person was like, oh, I'm Kelly. And I think Imogen having been BFFs with Seemingly both of them, although I think she really was closer with Karen. We'll get to why in a little bit. But I think she can tell the difference. Like, if you're best friends with twins, like, you could tell them apart. You could tell, you could tell them apart. Yeah. It's just that, like, you know, I was thinking, it's <laughs> wouldn't Karen have her sister do all the B work? You know what I mean? All yeah. the grunt work of, like, hey, you, go get, pick up my stuff. Yeah, you know I could I mean? see that. Yeah. I don't know. But I think that she was going over there. Yeah. But I still think Karen may, with that type of thing, she wasn't just going to pick up the stuff. Like, she knew she'd have to have a conversation with Imogen. Right. And so maybe I she was, like, wanting to do that. Yeah, I don't mean to be an Imogen and overanalyze stuff, but. No, I'm, I'm that's just, what we're here to do. This is a mystery. Yeah. It is. It's a mystery waiting to be solved. Yeah. We are at a assembly at school. Yeah, because it's Monday. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> <A>, uh, <laughs> memoriam for Karen and Sheriff Beasley is there and everybody is on the bleachers. Uh, even a, a underneath the, the bleachers like a creeper. Like a creeper. A can't miss the assembly. They have to see what's going on with everything. Mm. And uh, A is notably behind our pretty little liars. Just like creeping at their ankles. Yeah. Uh, A reaches out to go to grab Imogen's leg. But lucky Imogen gets up and walks out. And freaking Sheriff Beasley has the worst case of RBF I've probably ever seen where he looks at Imogen leaving and he is taking note of that. And we see Imogen just tossing up her cookies in the bathroom. But I mean, like, if you're pregnant, you're like, what if you had to pee? You know, like, you're allowed to get up during an assembly no matter what because you're pregnant. I feel like that's the excuse you could say for anything. You're like, I'm pregnant. I had to pee. I have morning sickness. I anything, anything at all. This bathroom is absolutely disgusting. I really think they need to hire a new janitor. I know the janitor was just killed, but they really need to invest in a new janitor because the <laughs> bathroom gross. is I noticed so it too. dirty. Yeah, the toilet looked really gross. I'm like, I would not want to put my head even, anywhere near that even toilet. Even the floor is really gross. Come on, principal. Stop shining up the crown and hire a new janitor. <laughs> um, And when Imogen comes out of the stall, Kelly is also in there. And Imogen surprised to see her she's like oh I didn't know you'd be here today and Kelly says well my mom wanted to be alone and I didn't want to be at home so I'm here Mm -hmm. Uh, Imogen tries to apologize but Kelly says it means nothing coming from her 
Um, and I, I do have to say, I think this is terrible timing on Imogen's part. Not that this isn't an urgent matter because it is, but Kelly is in such a delicate place and you're like asking her about a flyer. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, the funny, I agree. I wasn't mad at Kelly for acting yeah. <laughs> for saying like, this is absolutely inappropriate for you to be bringing this to me now. Like, stop making this about you. I agree. Her sister, her twin sister just died a day or two ago and you're coming up to her with a poster i'm sure kelly's like what is wrong with you this yeah. is this is the literally the memorial for my sister and you're coming to me with trivial stuff um yep. i i agree with kelly like imogen this was like a little bit inappropriate yeah i love her saying are you out of your mind imogen uh yeah it's it's just like it's not great timing, Imogen. Um, and so she tells the rest of the girls she tried to talk to Kelly. And Farron says the family is deranged. Uh, Imogen feels sick about it all. And everyone agrees they're not going to say anyone to anything. And just at that moment, they all get called to the principal's office. Oh, gosh. And it felt it felt so classic PLL. I, I was literally thinking the same thing that not only it feels very PLL, it feels very teen teen show that right. getting, all of you are getting called to the principal's office for something. But I do appreciate kind of the it does feel more modern because they all are getting interrogated about this clip at the movie theater. And of course, we have to have sh the sheriff present, too. It's the principal and the sheriff. And the sheriff says that. Oh, I talked to Tyler already. He said you stole his phone. And uh, he asks if they made the video to humiliate Karen. And he is so pissed off. He asks which one of them have the video. He assumes Tabby made it based on, you know, her job and everything. Right. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, I think it was Farron who says not to speak ill of the dead sheriff, but your daughter was a bully. What do you think she was doing up there with a bucket in the rafters? And I'm right. like, Farron, girl. <laughs> Sorry, this is not the right time. Yeah, but they this is when you find out they didn't find a bucket. Yeah, they say there is no bucket. You're sending and, us on a wild goose chase. Yeah, and I remember specifically the bucket was kind of outside of the curtain. So what had to have happened was A pushes Karen off of these like rafters, takes the bucket, which can you imagine? Okay, I wish we get like a deleted scene of A with this bucket full of red paint, like trying to like hold it steady so it doesn't spill. <laughs> like, the bucket did look down. a little full. Yeah. This yeah. is I think you would get the same effect if you used half a full bucket of paint. Yeah, you don't need a full I mean the uh, Karen bucket. and Kelly go hard though. They do. They go big they go went to Home Depot. They picked out the paint. I think that they probably spent they mixed a good this color. 40 minutes choosing Looking the paint, paint color samples. oh no 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 <laughs> kelly you idiot this is too red we need something a little bit more deep than that it has maybe, to look like blood you moron maybe that's what detective imogen should have done she should yeah. have said go to your local hardware store and show because if twins came in to buy red yeah. paint they would be memorable so just go to the local hardware right. store and right. say have you seen these girls did they mix a color of did they ask for a special color of red paint but you know that a was definitely the one working the hardware store at the moment he's like i got to paint the mix the paint <laughs> and he's the one at the paint i love that a has a very the... creepy voice as well. yeah of course <laughs> hey. of course it does yeah so is a chain a smoker because <laughs> 
it's more so that it has that little voice modifier. What's oh. the what's the 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 guy in the Batman that that? Oh, that's Bane. Bane, yeah. He has Bane. the thing on his mouth, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. So I think that that's what's happening here. Hello, Batman. Exactly. Oh, hello, Kelly. <laughs> I will make sure paint for you. So I think that that's what's going on. Uh, it's been, this is only spent too much time. Where did we get them? Where did we? Because we're talking know, about they didn't. So they didn't tangent. find a bucket, and no, oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah, students yeah. saw the bucket. And so uh, everyone, when but when they did talk to students, they were talking all about this video. And so the sheriff is saying, I think the video upset her so much she took her own life. And Farron, this is where I was like, yes, Farron, yes. Where she's just like, we're done talking without our lawyers present or at least our parents. And I'm like, yeah, you really shouldn't be having this conversation. First of all, I feel like you should pull them in one-on-one because you're more likely to get information from them. Yeah, But also the their parents part. should be present. I yes yes I do think that an initial round of just speaking to the principal not the sheriff when whenever there's law enforcement coming around especially um Sheriff Beasley I think that's a little bit too he's a little bit too close oh it's a compliment Conflict, conflict of interest 100% yes yeah. we need a different officer in because the girls are going to probably be more likely to talk without Karen's father present right um, Principal Clanton, you are making mistakes left and right. Focus. You know what you need to focus on? Hiring new staff. <laughs> Get a janitor in there. <laughs> Get um, a janitor. <laughs> then knows how to change light bulbs. This one, the last one didn't know how. Yeah, we need to get some higher wattage light bulbs. Um, and so the sheriff says he's gonna do everything to bring a criminal investigation against them. Uh, and so, all again, I do love these little scenes of everyone kind of getting home. Like, we get little snippets from each household. So, Farron gets home, and her mom is there. And Farron's like, oh, I thought you were too busy to give an S. And mm. uh, she's like, so she says, I didn't do the razor blades. And her mom's like, uh, asks if she can prove it. And then they say something about a Misty Copeland. And How I'm like, who the heck is that? prove it? Yeah, how do you prove that you didn't put razor blades in someone's ballet slippers? Seems like an impossible task. <laughs> do you want I can show you my bank account. You can see that I haven't shopped at razorblades.net recently. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do to prove to you that I didn't put razor blades in the ballet shoes? Yeah, it's too much of an ask. Um, Mouse's mom. <laughs> it's like so not too. <laughs> it's not impossible. It's just that, like, I don't know how to prove it to her. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Mouse's mom wants like all her electronic devices. Noah's mom asks why she do something like this. She could go to jail. And so Noah's mom's name is Marjorie. They call her Marge. Uh, and she asks where Noah's ankle monitor is. And Sheriff Beasley didn't put it back on yet. Which I'm like, that seems what? weird. I feel like he would have been doing that while they're all grouped together. Like, and you put your ankle monitor back on. <laughs> I don't know. That's the kind of guy he seems like to me. You would um, think. And then uh, Sydney says, I can't believe you would do something like this. Tabitha says she didn't think. And her mom's like, clearly not. Uh, so Tabby is not allowed to work at the movie theater anymore. No more movies at all. And when her mom's like, did you only have one copy? Tabitha clearly hesitates. 
It's so oh, clear pause. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, this is the internet. There is dozens and dozens of copies of everything everywhere. Yeah. And so she says, oh, I only had one copy and it's been deleted. Uh, and she's like, well, that would have good because that would have been hard ev- evidence against you specifically. Um, so, you know, good for Tabby, even though we know that's not the only <laughs> copy. Um, what a pretty little liar. She is. She's a pretty little liar. Uh, and then it's Tuesday. Uh, Tabitha and Sydney are at a super awkward breakfast. Uh, when Imogen comes in and she hands over Tyler's phone that has the original video on it, and Sydney just doesn't say anything. Wait, yeah, I don't know why Imogen is handing over the video to Sydney when she could be handing it over to authorities or to Kelly. Either- once yeah. again, why are you giving it to anybody else? Then that definitely deserves to have the video. Also, uh, we didn't mention that, wasn't it, uh, in the last scene where Sheriff Busey was like, did you steal Tyler's phone? And she was like, I took it. <laughs> I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to steal it. But then you can see the gears turning and then you're like, oh, wait, actually, technically, I guess I did steal Tyler's phone. Yeah, But he was like, and you could just delete the video off of his yeah. phone and give him back his phone or wipe the phone completely. So technically, yeah, she kind of did steal the phone. She did kind of steal his phone. Yeah. Um. And so we, uh, the girls are at school and they see their like school newspaper has the headline bullied to death and they demand that the five girls get expelled for this. Um, and so then we see all the moms have come together. Uh, they're like, oh, none of us are going to win mom of the year. And they're at freaking Davy's house. They're at Imogen's old house. Okay. I feel like this is super inappropriate. This it is also feels like so forced like why is this the house you're going to it makes no sense you don't have snacks you like you don't have like anything that you might need there and it's creepy snacks maybe they have maybe davy's mom was like the snack mom who had like a full she was a couponer and had the entire basement filled with overstock who who to you seems like the most snacky mom of them all Corey feels like she'd only have healthy snacks uh yeah, Corey. Corey has healthy snacks. I don't think Noah's mom. She seems like a little bit focused on a bunch of other stuff. I think Noah's mom is doing the overnights at the hospital all the time. She probably doesn't have a, as much time to grocery yeah. shop. <gasps> Mouse's yeah. Mouse's moms are the snack Maybe. moms. Maybe I I I do think that probably I think that Sydney was the mom that always brought the fruit, like yeah, the apples and the oranges. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe Davy does have an upside because she seems like she tried to be the perfect mom. Yeah, yeah, they did seem very close. Yeah, she um, had the the Oreo 100 snack pack. I'm sorry, the what? You know, the snack, the 100. Oh, the 100 calorie calories. Snack. Yeah, the I thought you were saying it had 100 Oreos, and I was very confused. <laughs> You're like, that. I wish I had, had a lot of Oreos. Oreos. Um, so yeah, so Shirley's like, oh my gosh, isn't it weird that it's all our daughters? And, uh, Sydney says, our daughter shouldn't be the only one in the crosshairs. This Tyler should be held accountable as well. And she says she has the video on the, like on Tyler's phone. And Corey says, we're going to bring it to the principal and the sheriff. I'm going to take point on this. So Corey is going to be like the head of the mom squad. Right. She's a lawyer. She has Mm -hmm. a 
you know, experience on how to handle this. I think that it's good that she takes the lead. Yeah, I do too. I think she seems like the most go get them. Um, she has that kind of same like bluntness that Farron has. So then we're with Imogen in the library and she asks for a copy of the yearbook for the class of 2000. It's the year her mom graduated, which just made me feel super old. I got to say. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know why it would because I, I mean, I, I didn't graduate that year, but it's exactly. not that far off from when I graduated. Mm. Just saying. Uh, and she's like, oh, I'm just missing her. And so the librarian's like, yeah, okay, I'll bring it to you. Um, freaking Madame Giri, Giri, whatever. She's straight up the worst. I uh, yeah, yeah. She totally kicks Farron out of the class completely. Yes, she's like, the dancers don't feel comfortable around you. And I'm like, she didn't like there's no crime that has okay. been she's I, not been uh mm. what is it, arrested. I will say if nobody actually knew what was going on and they just saw something in black and white i do think that posting that video is evidence enough without having any context that karen directly could have reacted to that video in the way that it's being perceived so i i I don't know about farron's involvement well i don't know how farron got it just because farron started hanging out with the other liars i don't know why i honestly to be honest with you i don't know why noah well, Noah, like, the Sheriff Beasley seems that he has, like, an in for her. But I don't know how Mouse and Farron got implicated within the video as well. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, if you just hang out with these girls, you're implicated in this, apparently. Right. Um. So, yeah. So, Imogen, meanwhile, is looking through the yearbook. And so she finds a photo of her mom and takes a picture of it. And then she sees that her mom was in the Y2K Survivors Club. And then she starts looking and it looks like all of their moms were in the Y2K Survivors Club. What do you think that the Y2K Survivors Club would have been if it wasn't for this tragic, uh, you know, situation? I feel like everyone's in the right. Y2K Survivors Club because everybody <laughs> thought that the world was going to end. It just feels like a very broad broad thing yeah this is a good question so for the youngins out there y2k was like when obviously new year's eve on the year 1999 it was about to go into 2000 and so everyone thought that computers were going to crash everything was going to end because of like computers having to go to the year 2000 rather than 19 yada yada yeah um and so it was like this big thing and so i don't know maybe they're like oh we got a party like the world is ending and so then they had this big rave but i don't understand if it's in the yearbook to me that means it has to be an official club it wasn't just yeah. like oh we call ourselves this it was right. official exactly so i don't know Which, what they were doing even this diana newman next to davy is which by mm. the way why why are you organizing the names in the yearbook by first name? That makes no <laughs> fucking sense. It doesn't. No. Even this Diana Deanna is in the Y2K Survivors Club. Everyone's in the Y2K Survivors Club. Do you want to yeah. see uh, what uh, Davey wrote in her yearbook? Oh, yeah, yeah. What did there's, she write in her yearbook? There's nothing on this earth more to be prized than true friendship. Shout out Ugh. to Sydney, Marjorie, Corey, and Elodie, my forever friends. 
Oh, wow. She shouted them all out directly. Yeah. And then underneath it says, education is an admirable thing, but it is well to remember from time to time that nothing is worth knowing can be taught. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's yeah. anti-school. Interesting. <laughs> she was in the drama club. <laughs> to nobody's surprise ever. Yeah. Um, so Imogen is researching all of this and she finds an old newspaper that says body of minor found at old Harbor warehouse. Um, so this is intriguing. And again, I love detective Imogen cause she's actually moving the ball forward, which we appreciate very much. Um, but we're going to get into all of the kind of implications of what Imogen finds and whether or not we think it's a good idea that she decided to go there by herself, um, after this quick ad break. So we will be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. We're back. Uh, meanwhile, Corey and Sydney bring the video to the sheriff and the principal. So they're having their, their meeting with them. And uh, they say it all started with Tyler. And the sheriff is just like, well, Tabitha edited it and screened it. And Corey's like, well, if you want to talk, you shouldn't have been talking to our daughters without us present. And she's like, and Tom, you should not be in charge here. And I will say, Sarah, when she called him Tom, I was like, oh, first name basis. Mm-hmm. So that like set off some alarm bells for me as far as. Oh, like, yeah. Okay, I think. Went to Middlewood High. I think Mr. Tom Beasley, Sheriff Beasley has to be in that 2000 yearbook as well. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, and the principal's like, well, we're working with outside law enforcement as well. And I'm like, well, then where are they, principal? Where are they? Show us them. Uh, and Corey There's says. one cop in this town, in this entire town. 
Yeah, I do. I do love the uh, if if your daughters are lying, we'll sue. And he, she's like, we'll sue right back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only response to that. Yeah, I feel like. What do you think of the setting of Millwood in comparison to Rosewood? Um, are they both in Pennsylvania? Yes, I feel like they are. Okay, Correct. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of one in the same to me. Besides, really, Millwood is much darker. I feel like Millwood is like so run down in comparison. It just feels like it's not as like small town cutesy. I think Rosewood felt more like a well, you haven't seen Gilmore Girls, but it felt more like a a new like a a Gilmore right, Girls like a Truman Show or Pleasantville. Setting. Yeah, where it's kind of cutesy and small yeah. town and quaint. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, the, I think it's mostly the warehouse pulling the work of making it look very rundown. I think that this entire town needs a refresh. I mean, no one has time. They're too busy. It's all too dimly lit. No one can see anything. <laughs> so they can't redecorate. Uh, and so the sheriff says, your daughter's killed my daughter. Uh, and he's, again, I don't. I like I think he's justified in his anger, but it's totally inappropriate that he's the sheriff on this case because he's obviously super biased. So I agree. I don't think that they would ever have him being the main investigator in this case. It's he's too closely connected. He is. Um, and so we see Noah go into the boys' locker room, and Sean is just not answering her text messages. He says she lied to him. He knows he's like the screening was awful, and you know if you had told me about it, I would have said don't do it. It was a lie by omission. And he also heard she's using again, and she says the test was false. I'm not using any drugs. Um, so they have like a little bit of a fight. And uh, we see Kelly at her locker taking down a photo, and this. This, I was like, this is sus because it does a really big zoom in on the photo. And we see it's Imogen sitting between Karen and Kelly. Mm -hmm. And Imogen is like hugging Karen. And Kelly is sitting all by her lonesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm." they were a little too close, weren't they? This really brings me, I don't know. I really feel like this brings me into the territory of like, it was kelly who died and kelly was going to be the one dumping the paint on imogen or was it kelly that was responsible for karen's death um so that she could take over that could be true too it's really hard to know it's really hard to know but i like that this is a mystery that's ongoing um and then we find out so we have a a conversation between chip and tabby where she's like you need to find the hard drive i need to destroy it and he can't find it i'm like that's not good i thought we were gonna get much more with that storyline to be honest like i thought it was gonna be missing for a while that's old pretty little liars yeah this is old pretty little liars would have made the flash drive show up like 10 episodes later and we and we would all be <laughs> like what is this like what's on the flash i don't track? remember this yeah yeah um meanwhile we have imogen who has the newspaper about the old uh, harbor warehouse and she is going to it alone which is so stupid bad idea imogen you are a soon to be birthing a child another human you need to be more responsible and take care of yourself more yeah, don't go to this abandoned warehouse by yourself. And so on the car, it says, abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Which, isn't that kind of similar phrasing to the text message they got? Like, it's a kind of Elizabethan or whatever. 
I suppose. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm curious as to who was making these warnings, but yeah. I also felt like it was, this is probably in this town have become infamous for being like a haunted warehouse after the death and never became anything. I guess it was a probably abandoned at that Y2K party anyway, because how else, like why else would a bunch of teenagers pick this place to have this raging party right no you're right um and also on another car it says angela rest in peace but then in parenthesis or and then it's like crossed out and next to it it's written like pieces like p-i-e-c-e-s okay well that one was probably that one was probably gay that one's horrible um and so then uh we she goes inside and there's this huge shrine to angela and so she see here's something she gets a little spooked but she notices a book on the ground and it is the scarlet letter mm -hmm. and yep. when she looks at the back of the book that's where they put the little stamp in back before they did this the scanning and they give you a little receipt they used to put the stamp with I the missed date the stamp. And me too. With the date and then your name. And it looks like Angela took this out over and over and over and over again, which is so interesting. Yeah, quite obsessively. I wonder why she would have done that. Yeah, I don't know, but it's very weird. Um, and so uh then there's this like screeching noise, and Imogen hides, and it's A. And I was like, Imogen, you're so stupid. Like, the, you sure brought Tabby. You sure brought literally anybody else with anybody, you. Anybody, anybody. You need, you really, really needed to have some backup. But she decides yeah. to hide behind a car. This is the strangest, a truck, rather. This is such a strange warehouse. Why was this never cleared out? Why is there all these abandoned cars? It's very weird to me. I'm with you. I thought I also thought this was very strange of like, why is this building here? Um, like uh, why is no one coming in here? Why hasn't it been renovated? Like, this would be a very cool place to renovate and own. Like, it looks like an I mean, maybe just the tragedy of it all. They're like, no one wants it. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so there's a rat, and oh my god, can you imagine trying to stay quiet as a rat is just climbing all over you? You know, I you know I don't think I could. Well, no, I, I really... know you don't like mice, but are rats the same thing for you? Like, would it be the same? It's so funny because if you just put some floppy ears on a rat, what is in like a different fluffy tail, then it's basically a bunny, but it's something about <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say a rat is a bunny if you add cute ears to it? And change out the rat tail. We're both rodents. So is, I that's suppose my there's point. something. That's to my that. point. But there's something about like the tail and its beady little like I I I hate it okay but i think bunnies are the cutest thing in the galaxy yeah and what what's the difference between them besides a couple floppy ears and a fluffy tail um you know because probably not if, a if if i was in my house and all of a sudden a little bunny like hopped out of a hole and was like hi i'm a bunny i'm going to you know <laughs> flop around then i'd be like oh my god so cute now i have a new pet bunny but i wonder if, I if mouse, part of it is then i cry and throw up i think okay hear me out what yeah. if the difference is bunnies hop to get around and mice like creepily crawl yeah so that could be I it think too. That, so if you're saying that if mice just learned how to hop then yeah. they would be, they cute might be cuter. And endearing. 
Maybe. Well, I mean, I don't see. Okay, I will. I will not say that. Like, I would be happy to have a mouse crawling on me or a rat crawling on me. Happy if a bunny crawled on you? Absolutely, I love bunnies. I own bunnies. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. You're right. You're. This is not me disputing your argument. Yeah, you know what I think. Like, I just think that mice and um and rats really need to have like a PR firm come in and revamp them. They need need better publicity publicity they need a rebrand that's what the mice and the rats need yeah i could see that i think that they had a good time when like mickey mouse first came out and we're like oh my gosh like mickey and minnie but ever since then (laughs) their stock has tanked (laughs) yes um and so she's trying to keep quiet and a keeps getting closer and closer and closer to the car but then a dog barks and a leaves and imogen's like i am getting the (laughs) f out of dodge why is a like oh no there's a dog i gotta go who literally the only reason is because of the show they're just like that's why you know they're like oh we gotta get him out of here how are we gonna do that made out of rawhide so he's like i gotta get out of here (laughs) the dog wants to chew my mask off oh my god what if a just has a deep fear of dogs because he's like they're gonna come after my mask <laughs> they could have just made it out of rawhide. Made of rawhide. Um, and so we see uh, the sheriff is talking to Noah, and he's trying to convince her. Basically, he's like, "Listen, uh, Imogen was the one with the phone. Tabitha was the one that edited and screened it. You all just went along with it. Someone has to answer for Karen's death, and I want it to be the right people. And it's Tabitha and Imogen. So y- if you uh, help me, like help me get the uh, you and the others can walk." All you need to do is just say that it was those two. And I was like, this is so fascinating. And I feel like he just wants some of them to break on the other ones so that someone gets in trouble. Exactly. Yeah. But I also think that he thinks like, what's the likelihood that Farron, Mouse and Noah are actually involved in this truly? Like it's, I think that he, especially since the poster incident, he is placing a lot of this blame on Imogen and Tabby. Yeah. Yeah. I think he like thinks they're the worst culprits. And so we might as well. And I also think that he probably is especially annoyed with Imogen because he mm-hmm. she used to be best friends with the kids exactly and I'm sure yeah. that he heard from the twins like oh my gosh Imogen hooked up with Greg I'm right. sure it's been like exactly. a huge point of contention for a really long time exactly um and he says you have a lot more to lose uh if, if you get implicated in all of this uh so then we see Tabitha at work looking for the flash drive and Wes says, oh, a couple of deputies came by today and the flash drive would be really damning evidence against you. But I got it before they could. Oh, by- oh, by the way, I just so happened to have left it at home. So why don't you come over tonight and grab it? And I'm just like, Wes, get out of here with your nonsense. Stop Wes it. is such a freaking creeper. I hate him. Oh, so talking about um, Broadway legends um, or just people that oh, were on Broadway. Oh, is he a Broadway legend? He, so I was watching this episode with my fiance. Actually, actually, actually got, I actually got Drew to watch this with me, which is probably my greatest accomplishment that, of all time. Truly, that needs to go in like on your resume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he reminded me that we had both seen this Wes, uh, the actor that played Wes, as Dimitri in Anastasia on Broadway. 
Oh, wow. They what is I feel like shows lately are really casting a lot of Broadway actors. Well, we saw that a lot on Gilded Age, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just yeah. all over the place. I wonder if they with as a result of COVID and everything, them needing jobs. And so they're just going a series route. Broadway yeah. Actors. Yeah. So uh we definitely saw him on Broadway, but he is such a freaking creeper. Yeah, he's the worst. And we'll get into the thing later that happens with him and Tabby because, I don't know, I have thoughts. Um, So then we see Farron's family are having dinner together, and Corey wants to pull Farron out of school. She says there's way more opportunity out in Pittsburgh, and we get confirmation that she's a lawyer. Um, And Farron says, no, her and me and dad are a team. I don't want to move. Dad's here. You aren't. And her dad's like, but you have to think of your future. And Farron says her mom just wants to control her future. And this is where I immediately was like, Corey, like, you need to stop. Where she says, "I so I can pay for your life. I just can't control it. And it's like, yeah, Ooh. actually, because she's your child. And that's how that works. Yeah. I was so annoyed with Corey in this moment. Yeah. Corey was um, kind of in this entire episode – being such a freaking liar i was very surprised at a lot of the things that she said not a lot not Corey. sorry excuse me i got them confused i meant sydney oh 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 yeah no sydney sydney is a big liar Corey is just very determined i think i think that Corey just wants the best for farron but she only sees that in terms of accomplishments and, and goals and school and not what is going to make farron happy and so i think that's the big problem they, that right. and farron always got gave me that impression of a push person who whose parents pushed her because ballet like we said takes a lot of determination and hard work and you have to really really want it and uh, not that Farron doesn't like dancing, but I could totally see her parents having pushed her to get into it in the first place or mostly her mom. Yeah. Um, so uh, Corey says, we'll see what happens today and then we'll talk. Um, and then we have Imogen telling Tabitha all about Angela. She says she died, but her body wasn't found for days. People thought she had run away. There's this shrine at the warehouse and someone else was creeping around and Imogen says she thought it was a... Um, and this is when Imogen gets a text from Kelly inviting her to Karen's funeral. And when they find out it's Thursday and Tabby says, good, because that means we could stake out the warehouse tomorrow. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised that Kelly invited Imogen to the funeral? Yes. Given their last interaction and how that went, I was very surprised by this. Is it a um, setup? It's all very strange. Like, if we didn't have that scene later between Kelly and Imogen, then I would say yes. But I don't know. Like, either it could just be that Ke Kelly is a fantastic actress. And, like, because when when Kelly's mom was yelling at Imogen at the funeral, there I really felt like Kelly was honestly shocked. You know, right. like, but maybe that's just her master manipulative tactics. Like, it's hard to know at this point. What, it you, is what about little, you? It's a little hard. Well, I think that if this was real life, I think that if one of your friends died after you had a falling out, I think that you would want to still go to the funeral, 
especially if you were good friends with them for a really long time. So if yeah. this is real life, I would say no, not at all. It's not strange. But this is Mill Millwood. It's a little strange that she got the invite. Especially because she's under like suspicion of having been exactly. like, involved in her death. Exactly. Um, yeah. So now it's Wednesday. Uh, Noah gets Farron and Mouse in the bathroom and she says, you know what? I think we need to say that Imogen and Tabby were at fault. And this totally, again, I think the show is doing a great job at setting up who these characters are because these characters reacted exactly how I thought they would. Where Mouse says, no, we were involved too. And Noah says, listen, but we're all heading for an iceberg and we're the ones who can dodge it. And Mouse says, we'd be turning on our friends. And Farron is the one who's like, "Mm, are they really our friends though? Exactly. They just started hanging out a couple of weeks ago. So it's like, are they really good friends? Not really. Not really at this point. But uh, I think like Mouse doesn't have a lot of friends. So she's probably finally super excited that she has a group. Farron's out for herself. Noah has other we find out later in the episode other reasoning to want to not be in trouble anymore um right you know she has to think of other people besides herself in this situation so i i don't really blame noah for wanting to try to get out of this um in the easiest way possible and to be honest with you, they they definitely went along with it. They encouraged it, but they aren't as directly involved as Imogen and Tabby were. Exactly. Um, and I do love Farron saying to Mouse, like, sis, you need your devices back. You're starting to get paranoid. <laughs> when Mouse says, like, what if A is testing us? Um, yeah. She definitely <laughs> needs her Discord back. Uh, and so they all kind of agree, like, you know what? Like, Imogen, it was Imogen's idea, and Tabby was the one who works at the movie theater. And so we kind of like don't really know where they're gonna fall here. Um uh, but we do see Tabby and uh, Imogen going to the warehouse and Tabby sets up that familiar GoPro at the shrine. And I still am curious as to what the heck is going on with uh, Tabby doing this. What was up with the boys locker room? What is up? You know what I mean? Like, why did she film there? Um, but uh, she says, if a comes back, we'll have photographic proof. Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, so then um, uh, I love, uh, I love, <laughs> Imogen saying like oh which one from the movie theater texted you the cute one and Tabby says the manipulative one and I love that she notices that I really really liked Tabby's reaction to Wes in this episode because she is not feeling forced by Wes's hand to do anything and I love that she just like legit left earlier and was like screw this and she recognizes that these are manipulation tactics it's not that he's in love with her it's not that he wants to be with her this is once again not a aria ezria situation this is very different i i could not agree with you more i i completely agree um and so then they hear a noise and the doors are being opened and it's sydney and she says she's here to pay her respects and imogen immediately asks who the heck is angela um so we get all of them kind of sitting down to dinner together and sydney tells them angela was a classmate who died she killed herself everyone was was there where i was like lies lies so many lies yeah and she says everyone was there to celebrate y2k Angela arrived. She was an unlucky girl who they tried to befriend. 
lies uh angela was damaged in ways they couldn't imagine she had no father which i thought was so fascinating considering the lack of fathers on this show um and um, like the only father we've really seen is farron's father correct um so we're missing we're missing images have two parent figures no 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 i'm just saying that in terms of like we don't know imogen's father we don't know tabitha's father we don't know noah's father mouse has two moms and we know farron's father um and so uh and so yeah and so um she had no father and a mentally ill mother uh she jumped to her death at the stroke of midnight everyone fled they all thought someone would call the police two days later someone finally did uh imogen said oh it, the article didn't mention a rave and uh and cindy says well no one investigated it because she was the crazy girl with the crazy mother and so every so often sydney goes to pay her respects um and this is when imogen shows sydney the flyer and uh imogen asks like is it possible davy felt guilty about angela and that's why she did what she did and sydney says davy was the best of them and i'm like mm. the flashbacks certainly didn't tell us that lies and i think that this is ha- something to do with imogen just lost her mom obviously she wants to think the best of her mom she just wants right. to think her mom is a mean girl so i think that that's why um sydney were was saying these things but it was lies 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 yeah so many lies here um so yeah so um sydney so right so um sydney says i'll ask the rest of the circle of girls about the flyer see if any of them have heard anything or gotten one and tabby says oh i have to go i have to go pick up my last paycheck so she goes over to Wes's house and he's making pasta and he says something about like a nightly date. And I'm like, um, bro, you need to calm down. That is so, I don't know. I was so uncomfortable immediately with what he was saying. He's just, he, he got them wine, which again, she's underage. And I was immediately suspicious of that. And, um, she asks about the flash drive and he says, oh, I'll get it later. I promise dinner and a movie first. I'm like, this is, you're trapping her. It's awful. He is being so freaking creepy. And I really like the fact that we see um, Tabby's thought process in all of this. And she's having, like, anxiety around it. Like, no, this is weird. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to get out. And then ultimately she's just like, F this. I'm out of here. Yeah, so interesting. Okay, because at first... When he says, pour me a glass and pour another for yourself. I thought that he was drugging her because I think it was just anxiety because it's like the camera gets very shifty. Her vision is kind of blurry. And when she gets up to go get her keys and her coat and everything, like it's, it's very, I thought she had been drugged, but it turns out she just like grabs the flash drive and sneaks out while he's just jabbering on about like italian things i don't even know i was like honestly he's so boring i couldn't even type down everything he said because it was so boring (laughs) he really was just rambling on and on and on about nothing and he thought that he was being like super interesting and an older guy and that she would be eating it up and she just is like fuck this like she's like i cannot handle this anymore yeah so she um she leaves uh, and then we have um, Noah or Sean shows up at Noah's. Uh, her mom's working at the hospital and he says he wasn't mad. He just got confused. He got scared. He heard about the drug test. It ter- took him back to when he was arrested or excuse me, when she was arrested. 
And she says, so we get this revelation where she says, I've never taken drugs. I've never even tried them. Um, I'm going to tell you a secret. The night I got arrested, I was covering for my mom. They were her drugs. And the reason she did it is because her mom was desperate. They like, it would have been the end of, of her mom's job right. and everything. She her mom would have gotten fired. She probably would have had to go to jail. Like she, she would have lost custody for sure. Of, yeah. Noah, of, uh, Noah is minor and she, I mean, she could have been tried as an adult, but uh, she did go to juvie and I thought it was like super interesting mm -hmm. that uh, she took the cover for her mom. And I, I really liked it. I like, I don't like it, but I thought it made Noah twist. really interesting, a good twist. Right. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that she has been making sacrifices and also her mom is her mom Marjorie. Probably. Uh, I think so. It, it, it makes sense that Marjorie has lasting damage from that night from probably the guilt and she's taking two substances to cope with it. Yeah, no, I'm, I totally agree. I'm right there with you. I really liked this as a twist. Um, and I think it actually, it colors Noah in a very different way as well, where not that I was judging her because of the drugs or anything like that. But it just like goes to show you like, wow, she really will do anything for the people she cares about. And for her mom. And, yeah. Yeah. Too. And so that made me think like, well, me, now I feel like she's less likely to throw the other girls under the bus because if she does care about them, then she won't want to won't want to do that. You know? Yeah. Um, And so uh, then it's Thursday. Thursday. It's funeral time. Um, We see Imogen's there. Um, Karen's mom is crying super loudly. And so Kelly tries to kind of like bring her out of the church, but she sees Imogen and Kelly, Karen's mom just freaks out. She says, what are you doing here? She starts screaming at Imogen and she says something super awful. She says, I pray you burn in hell for what you did to my sweet Karen. May your child be taken from you the way you took mine from me. That was very intense. It was very, so dark. Very, very, Ooh. very intense and dark. And I, you know, can't imagine what the pain that her mom is going through. Karen's mom is going through, mm -hmm. but that was in a church of all places in front mm -hmm. of all these people. Those are the words that she chose. Yeah, it was really bad. And like, like I said before, Kelly's face during all of this, I was like, I don't think she was expecting that. Like I, cause I mean, from what we've seen of their mom, she's always been very quiet. And so right. I don't think she expected her mom to kind of pop off like that. Um, and so Imogen leaves and she's telling the group about this whole thing. And Mouse is like, do you think Kelly set you up? And she's like, I don't know. She looked just as shook as I was. And I do agree with that. I don't. Kelly's face to me read like I was not expecting this at all. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was extremely shocking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, Imogen says, I'm going to take the fall. And Tabby says, no, I'm going to take the fall. I have the flash drive. I could have said no or stop you, but I didn't. And Mouse says, none of us did. And so this is when we see like a little glance between Noah, Mouse, and Farron. And they all kind of look at each other. And Noah said, Noah is the one who says, we're all in this together no matter what happens. And Farron agrees, all for one and one for all. 
And so Noah says she's going to flush the flash drive down the toilet. And I'm like, can you stomp on it first, though? Like, I don't know. <laughs> or burn it. I just feel oh, like man. I want to see it. I, like, you gone. know what? I think that's the type of thing that a plumber will, you know, reprimand you for when they have to clean out the pipes oh, yeah. or clogs. Like, excuse me, only toilet paper down. You can't even flush most wipes. So definitely not flash drives. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very funny, though. Um, and then we're at the Beasley household. And we see Mrs. Beasley doing some dishes. She breaks a glass. And uh, Kelly goes over to help clean it up. And the sheriff comes in. And he's been drinking. And he says, what broke this time? Another one? And he starts talking about how Karen was ripped from them. And Kelly says, I'm sure the group feels awful. And Sheriff says, not um, sh- not yet, but I'm sure they will. I'll make sure they will for the rest of their lives. They'll suffer for what they did to your sister. Whoa. Tomorrow they'll be expelled, and after that, jail. By the time I'm done, they'll wish they were dead. All five of those little lying bees. And this I thought was super interesting because obviously, regardless of whether or not this person is Kelly or Karen, they would feel so supremely guilty because they were the one who said, let's do this whole Carrie plan to get paint on Imogen. But I feel like this is this specific thing is another thing in the column of this is actually Karen because she takes that glass that she's holding and she crushes it in her hand and she's bleeding. And this to me reads more Karen than it does Kelly. Just the pure emotion and anger. Yes. Yeah. Because Kelly doesn't seem as capable of anger. Yeah, and not not like a yeah. I mean, it's hard to know, and we don't. This is we're three episodes in, we right? Don't really like we know don't know these characters that, that that well. But that that was the way I read it. But like, did it did it seem that way to you? Did you get any read on this situation? I still think that I might be behind more so that this is just like Kelly, and Kelly is like super deranged and crazy. Like I, this is like for me, I saw that as like. Kelly gripping the glass out of anger like Karen is your perfect daughter and you can't even look at me the same way oh, like okay and, all right and she was cr- like crushing the glass out of anger like you know your perfect daughter Karen like you're just so focused on her like I'm your daughter too and I'm here so okay. now that you say that I can see that I totally can see that it's hard to know right like that's what I like about it is that I think there are arguments for both sides of it. Yeah. And I, I mean, like I, I, nothing would make me happier if this was really Karen and they switch places, but I have Mm -hmm. to just think like, these are my two running theories right now. And every single scene I see with the two of them, I have to look at it with glasses that are tinted with each theory and see you know what what because why would karen be like i don't know i do think that karen would love being at her own memorial so i think that makes sense why she yeah. would go to the school thing like she would probably love that obviously she would want to be at her own funeral to see what people have to say about her yeah but yep. in this situation where like i don't know if karen would feel guilty for the girls getting in trouble like, I think that, like, I think whatever twin is still of there is vengeful for their own reason. Yeah, it's it's so hard to know. Like I, like you said, because 
we're only three episodes in and so it's so hard to read who these characters are when we the episode one we barely got to know kelly you know so it's really like we're trying to pin this on like what do we know about karen who is like what we know we know that twin better um so then we're on friday uh and Corey tells the kids to keep their mouths shut don't agree to anything in the room because all the parents are there with all the kids um but the principal comes in and he says the disciplinary meeting has been postponed because kelly went to see the principal she admitted karen was in the rafters with evidence that was uh, gonna harm imogen and he says it was a tragic but accidental death but the principal won't tell them what the evidence was which i thought was strange like the way he worded it was very odd to me. I'm like, is he talking about the bucket? Like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Um, very, this is a very biased principal. I don't, I don't like this principal. No, he sucks. He's the worst principal ever. Yes, he's terrible. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so no more expulsion, but detention or suspension is what's on the table. All the moms are very happy. It could have gone much worse. Um, and Noah's mom says they're, they're such good girls. And Sydney says, unlike, and then they're all sitting in their own booth. Um, and so the moms are sitting in one booth and the daughters are sitting in the other booth and they're like, it's like looking through a time machine because they are sitting at the mom's old table, yeah. which is also like so creepy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Sydney tells the moms about the flyer and uh so they she says tabby and imogen know about angela it's not my fault like they were they were there when i got there and all the women confirmed that they have not gotten a flyer yeah and so they're like it's a fluke this is such nonsense like this is the kind of stuff that drives me nuts in these like horror type of shows is when they're like oh it's just coincidence it's like are you kidding me like there's zero percent chance it's coincidence yeah, I think that they need to seriously open their eyes and realize what's happening. Nothing good is going to come from any of this. And that's yep. for sure. Yep. Um, and so the girls say, we can't, I can't believe like Kelly saved us. Imogen says she's not a monster. She probably feels just as awful as we do. Um, they realize they haven't heard from A. And Noah says, maybe it's over. Um, and Imogen says, I was just thinking about my mom and how she completed suicide. Like right after she got that flyer, she must've felt really guilty about what happened to Angela, but it can't be a coincidence. We know that they're keeping something from us. And so they all kind of like look over at the moms, Ooh. um, which I like that we're like, we're in double secret territory. I know? do too. I really like that the moms have their own thing and they're kind of questioning, what happened that night and what the situation is and i like how the girls have their own theories as well and it's separate yet intertwined yes um and uh and so then we have mouse is at home her mom gives her back her laptop and uh she says you'll get all the other like devices after detention and this is an interesting scene because her mom says she's trying she just doesn't want anything bad to happen to mouse she can't go through it again and I'm like, what the hell happened to Mouse? Like, I need to know. I need to know what this trauma is that she mentioned earlier and that yeah. we're getting another mention. I here. am extremely interested in what's up with Mouse. I think that she has a lot of secrets going on. Yeah, I got a secret. Can you keep it? Um, so then we have uh, Corey is leaving. Farron thanks her mom for letting her stay with her dad. She still thinks Pittsburgh would be better, but as long as this whole nightmare is behind them, they can move forward. And we find out that Corey talked to Madam Bunhead, which I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sick burn. 
Um, and she she threatened a lawsuit, and so now Farron is back as the Black Swan. Great, Which, phenomenal, perfect. Um, uh, Kelly and Imogen are like chilling on some busted swing set in like a field that looks like you're gonna get ticks in. And I'm just like, we're all, you're right. You know what? Millwood is kind of run down. It's so run down. Yeah, it's not great. What are these people doing? Why do they live in this creepy town? Also, can you go like to a mall? Like, can you go someplace that's no. like a normal place to hang out? No, it's, no, there's nowhere. Nowhere. It's ridiculous. Um, and so Kelly invited her there. She apologizes for what happened at the funeral, but Imogen says, I understand the grief. Thank you for telling, um, the truth about what Karen was up to. And Kelly says it was her idea to pull a carry. She was up there because of Kelly. And she says, it's, it's all my fault. Kelly or Karen is dead. And Imogen like comforts her and says, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Um, I don't and this is, it. I don't trust her. No, I don't either. I think I think the thing is, is we're, like we're only um, we're only uh three episodes in. We are so there's still so much time for like her to be there to be another twist with with her. Yeah, I'm super super excited though because I feel as though there is so many me- mysteries to to be left um, you know, to be revealed, and mm-hmm. I I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and we have the girls at Karen's grave. Uh, Imogen says, they, so they all kind of like say their piece. And Imogen says, I'm really sorry that we were like so horrible to each other. I missed you when we stopped talking and now I'll miss you forever. Um, she says, but we were best friends and I'm going to hold on to that. Uh, Tabby says, regardless of everything, the reason you were up in those rafters is because we made that video and I, we shouldn't have done that. I'll never do anything like that again. Noah says, um, I didn't know you well, but you threw a lit party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mouse says, you don't deserve what happened to you. And I wish we could have found a way to coexist. And Farron says, I didn't like you, Karen, but that doesn't mean that I'm happy you're gone. You should be alive right now. Maybe you would have changed over time. Maybe not. I guess we'll never know. I love when they paused when Farron was like, I didn't like you. And all the girls and they all turned to her and were like, oh gosh, Farron, like, come on. It was not so the girl's grave anywhere, funny. but the girl's grave. It, I don't know why this cracked me up so much. <laughs> um, and then we see A is watching all of this. And uh, they all notice A in this creepy, creepy van. Who is A? Who is it? I'm dying to know. Not that much. Not. I don't really, I don't want to die to know. <laughs> uh, this was a really good episode. I think it really had me wondering, like, is it Karen? Is it Kelly? Like, who is this person that is still alive? We don't know. Um, but I'm really, really excited to see where we go from here. Do you have any new theories since last we spoke? Um, I, I, I don't like, I, I just think I'm teetering between it's really Karen who's still alive or Kelly's behind the whole thing. Um, that that's kind of like where I am in between. I'm really, really interested in what happened to Angela. Um, Mm. oh, I guess my newest theory is that Angela is somehow related to the Beasley family in either a, sister mm-hmm. of the mom or a sister of the dad yeah like an aunt capacity basically yeah so i'm yeah I, I guess like my biggest thing is 
how are we connecting the death of Karen to the death of Angela? Yes, I'm I'm with you in that. I think there's more going on with the Beasley house in that. I think that the the Beasley parents or at least one of them somehow are related to the Angela incident. Um how I'm not sure, but I think they all went to Millwood as well. And yeah. so, I don't know. I'm very intrigued. I'm really enjoying the show. I think that episode 1 was a bit of a shock in that it was so horror filled and the show has gotten a lot less jump scary in the past couple of episodes, which I much prefer. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. I'm really excited to see where we're going to go from here. Yeah, um, I'm very pleased with the first three episodes. I think that mm -hmm. it is a really, really good 2022 version of the Pretty Little Liars story. I think that yeah. it's doing a very good job of things that, you know, I like that it's a bit darker than the original series, essentially. And I am yeah. very interested in seeing where it's going to go in the next seven episodes. A great three episode, first three episode showing, in my opinion. Yes, exactly. So we will be back um, on Thursday, I believe, with our next episode. The next two episodes will drop on Thursday and we'll be releasing one on Thursday and then one before the following drop. Um, so you can find us. I am at the Just Sterling on Twitter. Sarah is at Sarah Ferguson. We've done our plugs like very recently for you all. So go check out all of those things that we are both doing. Of course, if you want to follow us, you can postyourrecaps.com slash uh, excuse me pretty little liars is where you can follow along with all of these podcasts we're also in the hbo feed posterrecaps.com slash hbo pod there's merch out still there's such cute items posterrecaps.com slash store if you want any of them and of course we also have our own dedicated thread in the poster recaps discord which you can access by becoming a patron at posterrecaps.com slash patreon we have a thriving community there um i love people chatting about the show and like uh i know todd had mentioned like he doesn't he thinks the original theme is better than this theme but while i do i think the original theme is catchier i think that this theme suits this show very well and i keep watching it just because i'm like are there like hidden things in there like easter eggs should i be paying attention is there something in there um but Thank you all for listening so much. We will be back in just a few days with some more Pretty Little Liars. And again, we're still trying to find out the question. Can you keep a secret? Who knows? We'll be back. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.